0: I'm Amanda Leitner, and welcome to Rochester Rising, where we amplify the stories of Rochester entrepreneurs. Welcome to episode 241 of the podcast. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today to learn more about small business and the culture of entrepreneurship in Rochester, Minnesota. We really hope that you take something away and learn something from the conversation today with entrepreneurs themselves that can help with your own business journey. We release a podcast each Wednesday here at Rochester Rising. You can find all of our podcasts on our website at rochesterrising.org, and you can really find them wherever you like to listen to podcasts. We are there. We also have our own playlist with our podcasts on YouTube. So if you like YouTube and that's where you like to listen into podcasts, we are there as well. So besides these podcasts, we put out tons of articles and videos that we've created over the years, telling the stories of both new and very experienced business owners here in Rochester, Minnesota. And you can find all of that content on our website, again, at rochesterrising.org. Rochester Rising is part of Collider, which is a Rochester, Minnesota-based nonprofit that activates, connects, and empowers early-stage entrepreneurs in this community. You can learn more about Collider and how this organization can help accelerate and assist your own Entrepreneurial Journey at collider.mn. Rochester Rising, the podcast and the storytelling platform, was created and launched in 2016 to tell stories of entrepreneurship that were taking place within the city of Rochester, Minnesota, especially stories that otherwise would not have been told. We take a lot of time to understand each entrepreneur and what their experience has been like in this community. If you find value in this podcast, if you find that you learn something each time you listen in, please consider donating to help keep Rochester Rising going. Without your support, we cannot continue to do this podcast. So if you listen in If you listen in every week, if this is your first time listening in and you think this is something that really needs to continue to exist to help to inspire a culture of entrepreneurship and innovation and to showcase entrepreneurs in the community, please consider donating to our tip jar to keep Rochester Rising going and allow us to keep telling these stories in the community. We use the local business for giving for our fundraising efforts. You can set up a recurring donation. You can do a one-time donation. It's very easy through Forgiving. If you are listening in on your favorite podcast listening app, just scroll down in our show notes and find the link for our, for our tip jar to donate. If you're on our website, you can see uh, the donate button. But again, we need your support to keep this going. If you listen in, please consider donating to Rochester Rising if you can to allow this podcast and our storytelling efforts to continue. So for today's podcast, we sat down with startup financial expert and co-founder, Rashad Femi. Rashad is the CEO and co-creator of Travel Health and Wellness LLC, a company that was launched as part of Mayo Clinic's Employee Entrepreneurship Program, or EEP. This system allows Mayo Clinic employees to license technology from the organization to start their own businesses. Travel Health and Wellness was one of the the first startups to be created through the Mayo Clinic EEP program. They've licensed technology from Mayo for their flag staff product, a mobile app called My Travel Health. This product leverages the travel health and wellness co-founders passion for travel, and it centralizes health information for safe travel in one location. So join us on the podcast today for a great conversation with Rashed as we talk to him more about how they created this app in the Rochester community, hear what he thinks all entrepreneurs need to keep in mind when starting a side hustle, and much more. Before we launch in today's podcast, we just wanted to acknowledge our sponsor, Clifton Larson Allen, or CLA. The team at CLA would love to get to know you, learn more about your vision, and see if they can help CLA is a full-service CPA firm with over 100 offices nationally, including right here in Rochester. Sure, they do taxes and audits, but they also focus on helping startups refine their vision, build budgets, work with banks and investors, and track and organize their accounting. They are deeply experienced at building the business systems that allow you to focus on what you do best – Get product market fit, grow sales, hire talent, and create a thriving enterprise. Contact Todd Churchill at toddchurchill@claconnect.com or give him a call at 507-280-2317 to learn more. And with that, we'll launch into today's podcast with Rashad Femi of Travel Health and Wellness. Uh, Well, Rashad, thank you so much for being here, connecting via Zoom to talk about what you are doing with Travel Health and Wellness and your product, My Travel Health. So thanks so much for for connecting today.
1: Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to kind of like talk to you and uh, give you a little bit of perspective as to what the My Travel Health app is and what my company is. Oh, wonderful
0: so I wanted to start kind of by understanding a little bit about you and the team behind um, travel health and wellness so can you talk a little bit about yourself kind of your background and what brought you here to rochester and what keeps you here
1: so in short male <laughs> so so we we know so and uh, this this story actually goes back uh, almost like 21 years, and uh, I had just very recently moved from, I I worked in Saudi Arabia for quite some time, and we had decided that, okay, we, meaning me and my wife, had decided that it was time for us to leave Saudi Arabia and go somewhere else, so we, we said, We had some options. One of the options was going back to India, where I am originally from. Uh, So that was one option. The other option was to come to U.S. Um, So that was an option open to me. Uh, And then there were other options as to some other international places. So we decided to choose U.S. because I had been educated in U.S., my wife had family in U.S., we had more connections in U.S., uh, barring India. I mean, so so that is why, so then we decided, well, let's go, well, let's try U.S. So I didn't immediately land up in Rochester. I, wa- I moved to Houston because Houston was the city where I actually interned with and uh, at one time I was on uh, a f- exchange program. So I, I had been, so I decided, I've, Houston was familiar to me. So we decided, let's go to Houston. Uh, so we started in Houston. And then what I started doing, I, I, w- I wanted to start the business there, could not get my f- right footing in there. So we started looking for some jobs. And somewhere out of the blue, I don't know how, I got a call or actually my wife received the call at home. I was working with Prudentials at that time. And so she she calls me at Prudential and she says, somebody from Mayo Clinic was calling you. (laughs) And I had most probably forgotten about it, that I had applied to Mayo Clinic. And so when I came back home, I kind of like got the name and then so called back. It was they they had received my application. Obviously, I had applied for it and they wanted to interview me. So there was an interview process that went through. And after the interview, I was selected and I landed up in Rochester.
0: Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, Mayo brings so many people here to the community.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Definitely. You started talking about it a little bit about the business. Can you talk about the gap you were seeing, um, the need for, for the solution, and then kind of the team that came around um, to, to solve that gap?
1: Yeah. So I think uh, maybe you're still you're familiar with the Mayo's EEP program. Yes. It would be good if you explained it, though, to people listening. So that is EEP is Employees Entrepreneurship Program so we in short we just call it EEP, and so Mayo had initiated started that EEP program. I forget how long, but maybe somewhere around 2015, 2014, around that time they started that program. And the reason for Mayo to start that program was that there were a lot of people who were working for Mayo, but then they had entrepreneurial ideas and they had ideas about doing a business, setting up a business. So Mayo has an arm, as you know, of Mayo Clinic Ventures, where they commercialize the ideas and they license things. So so that is a program by Mayo. And so there was this idea of a couple of people physicians actually who had uh, the way it works is that Mayo wants people to disclose all their ideas. So if I uh, people who are working for Mayo, they encourage that you disclose your ideas and that idea then comes to Mayo within the Mayo Clinic Ventures team. They evaluate the idea and then based on their evaluation, which is, I mean, a, a very, very qualified team, which I am fully familiar, familiar with, and I know most of the people there. So they would assess it, and then they would take it and say, okay, is this something that Mayo will be interested in, or will be able to pursue it further? And I don't know, Mayo gets almost like now... Maybe more than hundred ideas a day. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm maybe making that up, but it's it's a lot. They get a lot. Of, most probably like seven hundred ideas a month, if not, if I'm not mistaken. So, but don't quote me on that.
0: <laughs> well, that's so, kind of with my understanding of how much ma- the size of how many ideas they get. To yeah. I, that's in definitely in the ballpark. I think
1: <laughs> exactly. So, so I mean, they get a lot of ideas, and then obviously Mayo with their limited resources um, have to focus on the ones that hit the patients or meets the needs of the patients first. So they kind of like channel or funnel it that way and then focus on the big ones. And then there are so many other ideas that are left out. And not because they're not good ideas. It's just because Mayo doesn't have the resources or the, I mean, um, the bandwidth to take up all that. So they came up with this bright idea of like, okay, why don't we allow our employees to start a company? And so that is where this whole thing started with us. So the Mayo, I, I was aware of this program. I had, I I knew the gentleman, or the physician, or the team of physicians. But they were the name is Dr. Rizwan Suhail and Dr. Rabinash Work, uh, and they they both were infectious diseases. Uh, so they had, I think, uh, done a disclosure that uh, they were uh, that there will be a good need for a travel and health app. So the disclosure was there. Now, uh, when I came around, I also had a similar idea about that. Why don't we have something relating to travel? And actually I was working on an India project for Mayo at that time. And so it just came around that there is nothing on tra- health related for with the travel. So I just put the two things together. I, put, I got the team together, which was basically the dr abhinash work and dr suhail and we kind of like came together we put our minds together and said how about if we go to Mayo and say that we take this as a company and we make it a company uh, and so we did a business plan we presented the business plan Mayo accepted the business plan and said, yes, it makes sense for Mayo employees to take this. So Mayo actually b- licenses the technology to my, has, to the uh, entrepreneur. So, so Mayo has licensed the technology to us. And for that, Mayo gets a 10% ownership in, my, in the company. So the travel health and wellness is owned 10% by Mayo. And 90% by the inventors. So that's how the travel health and wellness came about. And both of them, because they were they were experts, they're experts in the infectious diseases. And so they provided a lot of input into what should go into that travel health. And then we kind of like worked locally to develop the app. Uh, we did some market study. There was a need so and there was nothing out there. So we basically said, well, let's go for it. So it took us a lot of time and effort to put an app together. People think that putting an app together is an easy thing. It is not. And there's still, and it is every day now, it's costing a lot more to have to get an app built. So, but we were able to, Get that app built, and it is on uh, the iTunes stores, so anybody can download it. It is My Travel Health, mm-hmm. and so.
0: When did you go through the EEP program? You must have been one of the first. It, exactly. Yeah, you were from one of the very first. Then, yeah.
1: So so, so yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, well. I would like to say <laughs> we would we were the first ones, but no, we were not the first ones. So there had been many, many few, several others who had already gone through the program. Um, I think, but we were one of the few few first ones. So yes, uh, and and the other thing is that not everybody else gets accepted even for the EEP program so that is the other thing that mayo has to still look at it see the, the see the business plan so you have you have to present a business plan you have to build, build your case and then mayo then goes ahead and then says okay should we be licensing this technology to the, the this, this team and etc mm-hmm. so yeah we were we were one of the earlier ones but still so I think it was maybe 2016 or something or 20, 2015 I forget exactly when but uh, yeah so that's when we formed the company we went ahead we got the app developed we put the app on the market and it is it is now on the on the uh, iTunes store and people can download it
0: So can you talk a little bit more about the product my travel health um yes. and what like what would the user experience look like what can people use it for um if you even want to walk through an example of how someone would use it from start to finish of um for information uh, right, like they would they would need to get for for first for a trip
1: so no I, th- I think that's a good question because uh, so when generally when people are traveling to an international location uh, now, if you are a frequent flyer, you have been to different world War places, then it's not then for you, it, maybe it's not that important. But for the, someone who is new, the, you need to know what vaccinations are needed. Every country has a different requirement. Uh, they may now with COVID and we are talking about a COVID passport, it becomes more important, but even before covid the, the 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 world there were countries who have requirement that you have to have such and such vaccination before you can even come into the country so not a lot of people know that, so what our app does is what you can do is you can download the app and kind of like it takes you to a page where you will have all the continents and you can pick your continent, so you can say, okay, I want, I want to go to Europe. Within Europe, where do you want to go? Let's let's pick France, for example, or um, I want to go to Paris. So you can click on, on France, you will find Paris. You will find the information about that country. You will find all the health requirements for that country. So for example, if you're going to Africa, there are several countries in Africa who do require that you have to have a yellow fever vaccination now not too many people have a yellow fever vaccination. They do not, and then you may even need, uh, although people may call it a passport, but they need a a document that you did get your yellow fever. So if some people are, let's say, going to Saudi Arabia and they want to perform the Umrah or the pilgrimage, there is a requirement that you have to have some vaccinations done before. They would not issue you a, a visa unless you have those vaccinations so the app helps you get all that information in one place so when you are you pick your country of destination it you can go there and see what are the requirements of those countries so basically it says is it all travelers who need what are the vaccinations that all travelers need what is it that some will need etc so in, in a short form, that is what, uh, this will be helpful. Now, the second thing that it has is, which is the part that comes from male clinic, is the travel health information that what happens if you get certain diseases or certain things. So the example being, let's say you get a mosquito bite. So what are the precautions that you're going to have? Or what are the things that uh, you should be aware of? All that information actually Mayo has in a booklet uh, and I forget the name of the booklet, but uh, um, so th- that booklet is actually given free to Mayo the uh, people who come to Mayo's clinic. Mayo has a travel and travel clinic, so when they come to the travel clinic, they get that book free, but the one thing that we talked about is how many people carry that booklet? <laughs> Not many, as you know. So what happens is, so we came up with this idea that if that booklet is on in everybody's phone, that would be great. Because now what is one thing that you are all carrying to every destination? I mean, okay. basically your phone. Mm-hmm. and your phone is your camera, and your phone is your information, your phone is your ticket, your phone is everything. So now, now, mail has not digitized that booklet and put it in a, in a booklet form because we have it on our, we have it on our app. So the entire booklet is on the app. They can go to, they can get exactly the same information that is on the booklet, and that, and they can benefit from it. So suddenly somebody is, starts feeling about, or wants to know a little bit about uh, motion sickness. They want to know about uh, mosquito bites or anything like that, which is in the booklet that would be you know, provided that's on in the app. So they can easily get that. And that is licensed from mail yeah.
0: So prior to this, where would people get information about local, um, Vaccination requirements? Would you go to like a government website and try and yes. figure it out? Okay.
1: So CDC CDC provides all that information. So you can go to CDC websites. You can do that. So now the only thing is that you will have to be you will have to go to several of the websites. So what this app does is it brings everything together. So mm-hmm. so you you can you can go to we also have a link to CDC. So we do have the information there. We do have also some exercises that people can do on the plane so when people are tough, sitting in in that enclosed place what can they do so we have some some areas there now uh, then we also have a section where people can actually uh, keep record of Information like passport. If they want to make a copy of their passport on the app, they can do that. So they can have, they can they can take a picture of, let us say, now the COVID, so the certificate, the cards that some people have got. So what you can do is, you can basically take a picture of that card and put it to your app, and then it is easy for you to find rather than having it as a picture in your pictures where you have got maybe thousands of pictures and then you're trying to find that when you need it. So that's another um, option that's available in our app.
0: So I imagine there's been a lot of interest in this due to COVID and all of the kind of uncertainty about travel um, within the U.S., especially outside of the U.S. So how has COVID impacted The business? What are you seeing as a result of of that um, with this product?
1: So we have been receiving a lot of queries about uh, how can I or what would be the outcome of a travel passport? How can I store my information on uh, the vaccinations that I have so we have a section in there where people can go in and they can record their vaccinations and they can say yes we have we've got vaccinations for the following things and then it also helps them. uh, It actually will also prompt them for a booster if you need a booster so that is uh, Uh, So from COVID's point of view, there has been a lot of interest just to say, okay, um, where can I go? Where can I find the information? And uh, what we have with initially, we also had a link there where people can go and find a place for vaccination so they could they could go in there was a link in there where they could just go and find their location and say okay at my location where can i go and get vaccination now within us now it is pretty common information but initially it was very helpful
0: yeah i think i think that makes a lot of sense you know there's definitely a lot of information out there especially related to covid and restrictions and it's very useful to have that in one in one spot so you're not having to search around everywhere right um, for that information. So, I wanted to ask you about the process of uh, developing this technology, bringing out as a company. You talked about that a little, um, and sounds like perhaps work with some local um, app developers to bring the app forward. But what was that like with you and your team? Um, had any, like, um, what was the process like? Had any of you, was this a new experience for everyone? Did anyone have business? development skills, uh, what did that process look like for you
1: and your team? So we, none of us on the team had any experience in developing an app. So we were totally new. Uh, now we were users of app and one of a member was a more avid user than I was, but there were, I mean, we were just uh, simple users of it. So we didn't have, we didn't realize what all it takes to develop an app. So it just seems so easy. Everybody thinks it's a thing, but it is a very lengthy process. So we had to um, go through and lay out because when we finally decided, okay, this is an app that we want, uh, we had to start actually designing the screens Mm. and and then seeing, okay, how the information is going, what is the information, how the information is going to flow and how will it be made easy for people to find? And so that's when we we decided that we would rather work with a local hire because of the availability and we could easily go and uh, talk to those people rather than being on phone. Now, pre- at the time when we were developing, Zoom and other things were not that popular. Now they are now, and we, people were not <laughs> working remotely that much. But we did have options. We did uh, we, we did explore um, that uh, could we get it developed outside of in of US where it would have been a lot cheaper. But we still decided no it would have taken us a lot longer and maybe the product that we got may not be may, may not meet our requirements so we just said no we want to be one on one we want to physically see the development we want to work with the local vendors also and support them so we decided that we will go with brandhood hmm. so so brandhood is is in is in collider <laughs> as you know and so we worked closely with Nate, so he he was he's great to work with, and his his entire team. So we, we worked with them regularly. We had to, I don't know numerous meetings in their office previously. I think they were not they had not moved to Collider at that time.
0: Yeah, they're in their own space now, so they've kind of graduated out because they've continued to expand.
1: So they, <laughs> so they, they did. When when did they move out? I didn't know that.
0: Oh, you know, I believe it was right prior to, I think in the beginning of 2020 okay. or maybe the end of 2019. So it was, I mean, relatively recently. The past year has been kind of a weird blur, but I feel like it was at the end of 2019 maybe. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, so yes. Yeah, so and we we were very happy with what they, what they did. So, so yeah.
0: So one question I had for you. So, you know, You and your team, you know, you could have just disclosed the technology, you know, like you said, Mayo Clinic Ventures licenses technology. They could have licensed it to somebody else, but you and your team chose to take that on and build it into a startup. So what was the drive to, that you wanted to do this and you and the team were going to take this out and build it into a startup? And you know, what, what, what did that decision process look like for you? To, to develop the technology or to, to go through the licensing process um, yourselves and take that technology out?
1: I think uh, all three of us were passionate about travel and we wanted to have a product that would help travelers. So now with the Mayo behind it in the sense that uh, that would give more i would say more credence to it um, but uh, yes yeah, so that was that was our passion so we just kind of like we were we were travellers we just basically feel that there is a there was a need for it and we found we thought this was a good opportunity for it uh, we were also actually at one time thinking about having a travel kit health kit so we did develop that and we did that was another technology that we licensed from mail. So that was, um, we called it a travel health kit. So what you would have is you would have um, a package where you would have all, most of the information or most of the things that you may need in an emergency. So it's, it's a little bit more than a first aid kit. So it's not just a first aid kit with uh, the, the uh, band-aids, et cetera. Uh, it was bigger than that. Um, and we actually initially did have masks in there. Uh, but that one didn't take off uh, in the sense, I think the market there was market was saturated with uh, too many kits and another kit was not really something. So we dropped that idea uh, but we did we did put that kit around. We did were able to sell a few kits to some travel agencies, and they liked it. But then I think it just didn't take off. And that is part of learning, and mm-hmm. that is part of business that you kind of like you test it out, and you send it out. You 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 develop a product, and then if that de- product doesn't sell or doesn't, is not accepted by the market. I mean, we could have changed it. We could have spent more money into it, but we decided let's not do that because the travel health app doesn't require and much of maintenance. It's there now and it's available. Uh, whereas with the travel kit, we, we had to continually do a lot of work, etc. And we decided to, uh, X that out, but to still stay with this.
0: Yeah, you have to make the decision at some point, right? Yes, exactly. exactly. So, do you see any other products coming out of the Travel Health and Wellness LLC? Is there anything else in the pipeline?
1: Well, nothing is in the pipeline right now. Anything, else, But what we are thinking about is that uh, we have... The app is only on the iOS right now, on the Apple iTunes store. So we are missing out on a 50% more than 50% of the population that is now on Android, and that is growing. Within U.S., I think it is pretty good uh, because uh, in U.S. is still uh, iOS or Apple is is the dominant. But uh, outside of U.S., it is more Android than Apple. So we have been thinking about it. But the cost of as I say, is developing this thing on Android or redoing the whole app because this was done several years back. The technology is new now, and I have had these conversations with the developers, and they basically say, if we were to do a new app, maybe we will rewrite the whole thing because of the new technology that is available. Now, mm-hmm. that's all foreign news to me, but uh, I will rely on them, but that is true. So because of the way the new programming, new technology, et cetera, it may be that they will, they, they may have to, I mean, the, the app works perfect. The web app will continue to work, they don't, um, what we do is we keep it up to this uh, date so that uh, the new iOS 15 has come up, so it it is it runs on all of those, so.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know anything about app development, but I was told or heard once that, you know, if you aren't in it for two years, it's really hard to get back in because everything has changed so much. So, you know, to figure out how to build a new app, you, you pretty much, yeah, would have to start over again. It changes so quickly. Yeah, you said, you know, you're working with the app, you know, like you said, it has to be updated periodically and maintained Um, You know, you're maintaining a full-time job as well at Mayo. How do you find balance between the two, or what advice would you have for people who are um, thinking about starting a business and are worried about managing that while still staying in their full-time work?
1: So, I I think they they have to really think about it as to how much time they can carve out other than their regular responsibilities that they have from job and their home. So because it does take a lot of time and effort to start a company and to get a product and get a viable product to the market because Initially, I mean uh, so I mean, we, we, we are talking about just an app, but even like to get to that kit that I am referring to, the medical kit, we had to go through so many different iterations, etc, as to what, what should go in, what should be out, and how to package it how not to package it what what all has to be and then so where are we going to get that package items etc so there is a lot of things that go into the product development so there is a lot of time that you need so you really it's pretty much a full time job so yeah my wife was not very happy <laughs> when
0: everyone's i was gotta, everyone's got to be on board right
1: <laughs> yeah when i was spending a lot of time uh, and so yes yeah, so we would we would schedule this way that i would work like uh, till let's say 5 o'clock or sometime to even late and then have my meetings uh, later on and that was the a good thing that we could just schedule most of our meetings downtown and uh, with Brantford, and so we could usually stop From work, then and then do that, and then obviously the emails, etc. Getting all the information together. So, if my advice would be, think about it. That's it will take a lot of time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yep. We always underestimate how much time everything takes. That's for sure. That was my last question for you. I'll ask you for yeah any final thoughts and where is the best place for people to find out more about travel health and wellness and my travel health
1: app? So I would just basically encourage them to just go to iOS, uh, iTunes and uh, type uh, in the search, type in my travel health and you will, you will get to it, you download it and uh, it will be on your, on your phone uh, and then you can start using it. Now there is a website, mytravelhealthandwellness.com. So we, you can go to that. So that that is another uh, where there is an information of the uh, app that we have. So they can go to our website. Uh, so we we have we, we do not have an office presence. We only have a digital presence.
0: Well, thank you so much for for your time this afternoon and this conversation. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you for having
1: me. All
0: right. Thanks so much to Rashad for sharing his journey with us today and his story with the My Travel Health app and his startup. You can learn more about this business by checking out the links in our show notes. So thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. If you know an entrepreneur who would benefit from the conversation that we had with Rashed, please share this podcast with them so that he, they can learn from his experience. That is a wrap for us at the Rochester Rising Podcast today. Thank you so much for spending some of your time with us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please make sure that you rate it so that others can find it and make sure you're subscribed before you leave today so that you never miss any of the stories coming out of the Rochester Rising Podcast. So, thanks so much for tuning in, and we will be here next Wednesday with the brand new episode.